Welcome back to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Bergio, and I'm so excited to bring you part two of getting to know me. And in getting to know me, you're going to find yourself in a lot of my stories, I'm sure. That's why you listen to this podcast. But also, I thought it would be a fun way for me to ask myself the questions I ask all of my guests. And it's so awesome to like bring guests on and get to pick their brain and find out what it is that gets them motivated, what inspires them, how they got started in the industry, because that is truly why I started this podcast was to show you guys under the hood where people you know, hit roadblocks in their career. What was a struggle? What were things they wish they would have known? Um, you know, because on Instagram, TikTok, all the social media platforms, we see everybody's after or they're now, but we don't see how they got here. And we see success and we think we see things looking so easy. We're like, how come we can't achieve that kind of success? Or how can we can't feel that we've quote made it right? So if you listen to part one, I hope you enjoyed it. This is part two of me interviewing myself, which, you know, you know, I mean, maybe I, maybe I should have a co-host, but I just wanted to give you guys some more like specific insight of like how I interview and then, you know, just more, uh, takeaways that you can have in order to, um, apply them to your business and your life. So picking up where we left off, um, I ask people all the time if they can share what inspires or motivates them. And this is kind of a general question. This is what I ask any guest that I have on, uh, whether they're in our industry or not. And it's always so interesting because everybody's inspired and motivated by totally different things. You know, you can go from this perspective of money motivates and inspires me having the prestige, having the accolades, having the, um, you know, the name behind whatever it is that you're doing, those are kind of more like uh, proving ground inspiration, motivational things that people, people draw upon in order to do the big things. And then there's outside inspiration and motivation that we draw from what we see going around us, what we see in the environment that we are in, the people that are in our lives, the childhoods that we had. Um, a lot of that can be tall tale signs of what continues to inspire and motivate us. And then as you shift and pivot and change in your business, those inspiration and motivational places will change. And um, often if you're feeling stagnant or like there isn't a lot of growth happening in your life, I would really, really check in to see where you're spending the majority of your time and energy. Is it is it fueling you, fueling you, or is it draining you? Because we will not feel inspired and motivated if we are around people who are draining us, who are sucking all of the life out of us, who are sucking all of the joy out of the things that we're doing. So if you're in an industry where you can't really change your environment, you need to add things into your life before and after you start that time during the day. Uh, because truly, you know, being responsible for the energy that you're around is all on you. And when I took full responsibility of that, and I shifted out of a salon at one point early in my career, that was no longer serving me due to the fact that the environment was no longer inspiring or motivating me. Uh, it was the old mindset of like, just push through, or this is just how it's going to be. Um, that popped up for me a lot, but also I think I recognized early on that there were a lot of amazing places that I could go find, um, a better home in. And I think also too, like relationships, you know, working in a salon environment or working in any creative industry environment, you grow, you grow, your life changes, you get older, all of the things. When I started out in the big salon that I was in for almost 10 years, I was newly married. 
Uh, didn't have any kids, didn't have a ton of outside responsibilities. And it serves such a massive uh, purpose in my life being in that space. I got to grow. I got to collab. I got to create. I got to travel. I got to do all the things. And then, uh, you know, a few years in, I had a baby. And it was in those defining pivotal times that I had to re assess what was important to me. Who did I want to be around every single day and how was my environment helping support my life? And so that's what prompted me to move from that big salon into a smaller space where I was, um, okay to work part-time. And, uh, it was a little bit less pressure to do the things and compete with each other. And it was more of an environment to nurture myself, to give myself what I needed at that time in my life. So that was a long-winded, what inspires and motivates me, but what really motivates and inspires me now currently at this stage of my business and life is other people doing epic shit. So it's kind of, and I'll be dead honest, it's kind of um, a mind fuck sometimes because I see so many amazing women, especially doing epic things, running podcasts, having courses, having tons of education platforms, having a massive community, showing up on social media like a boss, like day in and day out. And I'm like, how, how are you in all these places at one time? I can't even like, I can't even keep my head on straight sometimes, but you know, it's through strategic organization. It's through hiring a team. It's through building, um, you know, strong systems in your business, which I never knew what that shit was early on in my career. It's, that's what inspires me is other women doing epic shit. And that is why I created this podcast was to bring those people into your world. So you could see what else is out there, what expand your vision on what your potential could be for your business and life. And, you know, when we sometimes have the curtain pulled back and we can see a bigger vision than what we originally thought, like that's when the magic happens. And even though in that moment, you have no freaking clue how you're going to get from A to Z, you can see that it's possible. Somebody else did it. And that's how I choose to consume social media does it consume me sometimes? Sure. I'm human. I'm normal. Do I get on a scroll binge sometimes and end up feeling depressed and, uh, fatigued and wiped out? Yeah. I'm, I do torture myself sometimes too. I bet you do too. (laughs) So guess what? We're a human. I'm no better than you. And that's always what this podcast was meant to be was to show you that like, a, I'm no different B I was scared as shit to start this podcast. C I hated my voice for the longest time and was like, nobody's going to want to listen to this. Uh, and then I could go all the way to Z with my excuses. C, uh, I was told I was always too loud and that I was too bossy and just, you name it, all of the reasons why I should have a podcast and, you know, in choosing what context I wanted to share value podcasting for me landed because it's long form. You know, people are with you for 15, 20, 30 minutes, sometimes an hour. It's different than trying to put all of this context into a a copy of a post, right? Or even an IGTV story. People want to scroll. They want to move. They're not wanting to sit and listen. They're not taking the IGTV story on a walk. They're not downloading it to listen to on an airplane. That's where I like to listen to a lot of podcasts. So I try to see what the other people in in my sight line are doing that are contributing to their health, their well-being, the longevity of their career. Who are they hiring? How are they building teams? What is their motivation? Who do they know that could help me? 
how can I gain more access to them? What value could I give them that in turn that they would want to help me? So those are what really motivate and inspire me. Um, Jenna Kutcher's podcast, the gold digger podcast has been a huge inspiration for me lately. Keisha Fitzgerald empower her podcast has also been a great one that I've been tuning into. Those two have been my regular on the go flip flop back and forth, um, for that motivation, that strategy, and that go-getter hype girl attitude. So I hope I play some, but that role in your life too, as you listen to this episode. But the next question I have on here is tell us your favorite failure. Ooh, um, favorite failure. I don't know if I have any favorite failures, but I will say, what you'll say, I will say that what I would call failures in relationships, this is going a little personal. Um, my first marriage when I was in my early twenties ended uh, around 27. And that led me to the next phase and growth of my life. Um, I knew that that relationship wasn't going to serve the higher good of where I wanted to go and grow. Um, the second failure was again, a relationship, my son's dad and I, um, that, that, that was tricky because it still sometimes feels like a failure because you are conditioned to believe that a family consists of two people that are married and then children. And when you have two people who are not married or never were married and no longer live together and you have a child like that can feel sometimes on a daily, like you failed a bit. But with that being said, I had a a single mom as a parent and she killed it. She killed it. And I love her. And she showed me that you could do all the things you can be a successful businesswoman and you can have children and you can give them a good life and you can teach them along the way, how they can do the same. So I think through those types of failures, it's, it's always been, I've always trusted my intuition around when it was time to go. And it's always served me well. Has it been easy when I was in it? Fuck no, no change is not easy. And any change, even if you're in a shitty situation, changing out of that's hard because you're going out into the unknown, but you have to sometimes be so rooted that this is not the place for you, that you're okay uh, jumping before you know where you're going to land. So those types of failures are my favorite. And again, in in business, um, I think I've I've failed in ways where I've hired people that I thought were going to help support and grow me and they they didn't. Um, And I'll just leave it at that. But that was before I was really clear on how to hire and exactly how to ask for help. There's definitely a skill set when it comes to asking for help. It's very important that you learn A, how to ask for help, but B, asking for the right kind of help. Um, and that's one of the things that I, I do. I've mentioned on this podcast several times is whenever I step into rooms, whenever I'm coaching or teaching it's like people are almost afraid to ask questions and asking questions is a form of asking for help, right? Cause you're, you need help with a specific question. So if we can just look at asking for help as you're just asking a question, um, it can simplify it and make it so much more approachable. It's like sales sales to me is sharing. If you can think about your sales process as a way of adding value sharing, then you can take the stickiness and the, the sleaziness out of sales. Same with asking for help. It's not weak. It's not stupid. There's no stupid questions. And, you know, I I think I would have grown exponentially if I had learned how to ask for help and ask better questions earlier in my career. And uh, even when you get that next answer, it's like, what's the next best question that I can ask to get me to the next level? 
Okay. Next question I have on here is what have been your keys to building your dream life? Whew, that's a good, broad, deep one. Um, the keys to building my personal dream life is being so okay and so rooted in the type of lifestyle that I want to have that I create everything around that. So, you know, when you think about your dream life, you probably are thinking house, car, neighborhood, X amount of kids, type of job, type of schedule, like that could be a dream life. But sometimes when we say dream life, we're like, oh, retired on the beach, you know, sipping margaritas all day. That could be a dream life too. Maybe it's your dream retirement life. But for now, what is the dream life you wish to be living? And oftentimes we are living a lot of what our dream is, but we don't give ourselves like the credit or the awareness or the appreciation that we're actually living in what we once dreamed about. So the way that I've built my quote dream life is I... I know what I need to support myself. I know that in order to have mental clarity and to feel mentally grounded and to feel spiritually grounded and to feel like my heart is grounded, I have to get around nature. I have to be outside. I have to be in a place where I can walk almost daily. I have to be able to see the ocean a couple of times a week. I used to live down by the beach. So it was daily at one point. That was a dream life for me for many, many years. And, um, I did everything possible to keep that going. Uh, A dream life for me is playtime with my son and, you know, quiet time for myself. And then also really quality time with my partner. And I, that is one of my love languages is quality time. I don't need a lot of time, but I need quality time. So asking for undivided attention when you need it. Those have been some keys to building my dream life. And anybody that sits with me or is a friend of mine or acquaintance or whatever, I have a skill set of listening. I love to listen. I love to really also be heard. So I try to be really good at doing that. And, And just being a good listener has contributed to my dream life because I've learned so much. When you listen, you learn. And um I think, I think staying an awareness of where I want to go while also appreciating exactly where I'm at. Um, and then take this podcast, for example, we're about to hit hundred episodes. Um, this is episode 99 that you're listening to. And, uh, we're about to hit hundred episodes next week. And that blows my mind because that was a dream of mine for so long. So when we think dream life, think of dream things that you get to do also in that. Um, so with that being said, I just wanted to do this shout out to all of the listeners, to you, especially for listening to this podcast, for supporting it, for sharing it, for tagging somebody in social media with it. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. Um, beauty inspires beauty was on my heart for several years. And like I said earlier, with all those excuses, I was scared and, um, just felt like I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to talk about. So I stayed quiet and here we are interviewing myself on a podcast episode, like who knew? So I'll do a couple more and then, and then we'll tie this tie a bow on this because the very next episode that's coming out is episode 100 with my all-time mentor, Chris Harder. And it's such an epic episode of just pulling back the curtain and really talking about what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur um, in any capacity, whether you're in the beauty industry, whether you're a creative entrepreneur, whether you're a solopreneur, whether you're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, whether you got a side hustle while you're working your corporate job, like this can apply to anybody. And it's such good nuggets that I can't wait for you guys to tune in. Um, but the last question that I like to ask a lot of people that come on the show is what are the biggest struggles you see in people creating things 
and a successful business. So when I see people trying to create things, products, services, um, in order to create a successful business, the biggest struggle that I see, and, and this just happened this morning on our coaching call with the Behind the Beauty Brand Mastermind that I run with my partner, Laren, is that people are not showing up consistently. You say you want something, you, you may even have created something, you may have your license and you're ready to start doing hair, or you've just gotten you know certified to tattoo, or you're a massage artist, or you're anything in the creative industry. And you're not sharing it with people. You're not talking about it. You're not pulling back the curtain so people can see what you do. Even if you're still learning, people want to get to know you. When you can build that know, like, and trust through social media or through a text community or a Facebook group, um, that's when down the road you can pivot and shift and, and continue on after you've built a community of people who love you. And at the end of the day, we are all our own personal brand. And I wish, I freaking wish I would have been taught this 20 years ago because I spent so much time building my chair behind the chair business. I didn't spend any time building a personal brand. Now, keep in mind, there was no Instagram and it definitely wasn't used at this level, right? But now, now we have no excuse. Now you know better. So when you know better, you got to do better. And even on the calls today, it's like strategic ways of getting your message out into the world to build community, whether it's a, 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 product or a service that you provide, your community can be either who is buying that product or service, um, or it can be a community where you're just sharing free value around things that you love to talk about. So finding platforms to do that on, whether you love to talk on social media, whether you want to do something more long form, like a podcast, that's key. Uh, Figuring out what kind of content you like to put out. Because with this one podcast, I can chop this up into smaller segments to use for blog posts. I can create show notes out of this, which can then be copy for um, a hard post on social media or a Facebook post. Um, So there's tons of ways that you can repurpose content that you don't have to make all of it a full-time job, but some of it has to become a part-time job for sure, because it is up to you to market your own products and services in your business. When you get to the point of scaling and growing a team, that's a whole nother story. You can hire people to help you, but even still like me doing this podcast episode, no one can do this for me. I have to do this part of the work. So when you are stepping into entrepreneurship, this there's no lazy road for entrepreneurship. There's no do one thing and then it's forever going to work for you. You got to keep showing up every single day. Now you can create systems that do a lot of the heavy lifting for you or the tedious, monotonous day-to-day shit like um, planning out your emails, planning out your, uh, you can hire copywriters. You can hire a lot of people, a VA. I have a, an amazing VA who does so much for me with my podcast, with my emails. She creates graphics for me. Uh, we have check-ins once a week to see how things are doing. It's like having a business partner who I'm still the boss. So it's great. So there's so many avenues. And this is what I love to teach about when in my coaching programs. And I love to do, you know, half day VIP planning session. So you can always schedule one of those uh, virtually, or we can do one in person in San Diego at the creative house. So, but if you're looking for a more high level business building mastermind, that is where behind the beauty brand comes in. And you guys hear me talk about that from time to time with my partner, Laren and I, we run a high level mastermind community for the beauty industry. Anyone looking to grow or scale to six figures and to seven figures. So we teach strategy with marketing. We teach online marketing. We bring in um, other guest experts teaching their zone of genius. This, this week coming up, we have a sales um, expert teaching all around how to sell in the DMS and how to really create organic 
uh, engaged community that are always open to buying from you. So the things that we're sharing inside the mastermind are truly life-changing and epic. If you're in our industry, you can definitely get a ton of value from it. Um, If you want the link to a call, we'd love to invite you to one of those calls so you can experience that and see what they're like. Um, But yeah, lots of fun stuff going on. I hope you enjoyed some of these takeaways and found yourself in some of the stories that I share But I love hearing from you guys. And I always want to know what you want more of. If there's guest experts, you'd love to have me interview. If you've got some specific questions around business or building a business, I'd love to um, hear those and create a podcast episode just for you. So it would mean the world if you could share this episode with one of your friends, if they needed some inspo motivation or just something fun to listen to. Also, if you tag it on social media, I'm always wanting to reshare those to give more exposure, to get more people listening to this podcast, because it means the world to me to get this out to more people so that we can really just share the real, real what's going out out there. Right. Right. Cause being an entrepreneur is, is sometimes a lonely road. And I just want you to know you're never alone. We're all rolling right alongside you and uh, sending you tons of love on this beautiful day. I hope you guys have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day, whatever it is that you're doing. And thank you so much for tuning into the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. Oh.